You're listening to The Range, WGWG.org, Gardner-Webb University streaming radio and on-demand programming. I'm Jeff. In the studio with me now is Matthew Tessnier, the big sports fan. And we do this about once a week. We, we sit down and we talk, mostly Matthew talks, but he talks to me about sports. And I really enjoy it because it is, it is probably my single most uh, exposure to and, and window on the sports world that there is. So I appreciate you doing all the hard work for me and then filling me in on what I need to know here. You're welcome. It's a pleasure as a fan. <laughs> you know, when you're a fan, you don't yeah. mind doing the, doing the background doing research, yes. the, the data analysis and all those kind of difficult things. Yeah, I don't want to do that. But <laughs> I love to hear you talk about it. And today we're going to talk about, uh, among other things, the Olympics. Yeah. It's right around the corner. Yeah, I believe opening ceremonies are about a week away, uh, August 5th, and um, much anticipated date as Rio, Brazil, South America, and really in many cases all corners of the world have been trying to prepare for this thing. They are going to have it, they're not going to delay it, and they're not going to move it, so it's 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 happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in, in talking about that, um, there, there are several different areas I think we can look at with the Olympics, but that's a, that's a good one to start with is concerns. Obviously, we've had Zika concerns. We've had athletes saying they're not coming because of that. Um, there are construction concerns down there, even as, as I was kind of doing a little bit of uh, checking out what's what's the status of our facilities and things like that, and just improvement projects around the city and the, and the region there around Rio de Janeiro and in, in Brazil. Uh, there are things like a metro line that they were trying to create to have ready f- to go easily from like the Olympic Village to some of the venues to some of the other areas. That actually, as of a couple of weeks ago was still yet to open and be Mm. ready. And it was expected to be open a little bit closer to the event as in right about the time the event begins. And so you see that with these cities that, that make these bids and and they're major cities, but they have definite improvements that need to be made. And they put millions, maybe billions of dollars into trying to improve their city in a lot of different ways. And so uh, as much of a push as there is, and as much uh, in terms of resources that go into that, there's still oftentimes behind and they're scrambling really to get ready so that's that's another one the water quality obviously that, that we've even talked about very briefly and talking about the olympics here here on the big sports fan uh has been a concern you know the the associated press did a study and they were looking at uh, you know what's the what's the actual water quality around there and they found diseases and viruses and all kinds of things present so for any of your water sports your canoeing your sailing your rowing your open water swimming there are a good number of sports that'll uh, involve being in the waters there so that's a concern uh, and then just general unrest and that in in the area and in the world uh, you know terrorism and and um, you know domestically foreign what, whatever you want to look at uh, or even just criminal activity there in Rio and that was one of the things that I believe when Rio was first announced as the host city for this Olympics, which I believe was even maybe even out there back before we had the London 2012 Olympics, so oh, we've yeah. known about yeah, it for yeah. a good period of time. I almost want to say that those cities uh, that are making a bid, I almost want to say the International Olympic Committee makes that selection about seven years in advance, so it's, almost it's, two full cycles uh, in the Olympics there. But that was one of the first things that came up. Rio has a lot in the in the drug trade and uh, just local violence that was a concern. And so uh, there are plenty of things that have the potential that even if they don't take storylines from the athletic side, people are going to be watching them. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a little bit of a distraction there, especially this time around. 
And a lot of athletes deciding not to go to Rio. That's right. That's right. Kind of looking at, at some of the athletes, there, there are a lot of uh, either American or athletes who play American sports, and we see them here, even if they're from another country. Um, quite a few basketball players. I was looking at the roster for, for the men's basketball team for, for the U.S., and uh, you know LeBron James won't be there. Stephen Curry won't be there. Anthony Davis won't be there. Some of the, the maybe best players in the world right now won't be there. Um, and, and that's the case with a couple other national teams. There are a couple other players who have decided not to be there. Some of the top golfers in, that, that play on the PGA Tour that we see every every week, they're not going to be there. The, the Jason Days, the Jordan Spieths, the Dustin Johnsons, guys who have won tournaments here and, and really been at the top of the world. So there are a lot of athletes who are, who are not going. And uh, some of them are battling, especially basketball players, injury concerns. You know, it's tough with the NBA that you kind of come off the NBA Finals in June, and you really start, I think, in July, big time preparing for the the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you play in the Olympics, you do that and in through into August, and then you know you don't have much off season there. So in right. Olympic years, for for some sports, it really can make your schedule very very busy, and you don't get much rest. Yeah. And there have been a couple of basketball players who have had injuries, so um, I, I do think that they're using it to rest. But the easy way to way to kind of breach that too is is i'm doing this to to heal myself but maybe in the back of your mind you have some concerns about the things going on in the country for completely different reasons there's a bunch of russians not going to be there yes and and that's that's um you know one of the things that i was was looking at kind of in advance is um who who is going to be there uh, in terms of personnel how do they and, and you mentioned the russians and doping has been uh, you know performance enhancing drugs all, all those different different uh uh, topics have have been big in international sports uh, you know cycling I mean we've we've been dealing with that for the better part of a decade mm-hmm. if not more mm-hmm. and it's interesting to me that they are going to among other people have 200 doping control officers on duty in Rio um, and and that goes along with the 50,000 volunteers that they have signed up there are just a massive number of people who are going to be there um but, yeah, I mean, there are some countries who are not going to have athletes there because of certain concerns, allegations, convictions, you know, what what have you. And uh, it's just another one of those distractions. Yeah. And, you know, at a time when we're trying to get nations together to celebrate athletics, to celebrate unity in a way, um, there are all these other things that we're paying attention to. And it feels like maybe this time around, I'd be curious to, to kind of see what you think just from kind of paying attention in the news. Um, is this more of maybe a distracting year than ever with the olympics i feel like we're talking about more things than sports yeah i'm i'm always a little reluctant to say ever yeah but but it is definitely very distracting there's so many other i mean there always are these narratives and stories around the olympics that you know sports is just a little part of uh and that's true this year as well and maybe more so more amplified this year than than some years in the past i think it's a good word Uh, amplified the the environmental concerns the crime concerns the lack of infrastructure concerns are there definitely you know back in the cold war there were lots of you know commie versus free world kind of things going on there lots of stories narratives there that were very compelling Uh, this one you know with the backdrop of what's happened particularly in europe over the last just several weeks I think there are a lot of concerns. There's already some indication that there's been some maybe ISIS plotting going on down there. There's been some arrests 
of other possible terrorist groups that that may be planning something down there. So I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of fear and uncertainty uh, going into this uh, Olympics. I know a lot of folks, as we mentioned earlier, were calling on it to be postponed or, or, or moved or, or something. And of course, you know, it goes back seven, eight, nine years and it's been this big deal and billions have been spent. So it's going to take place. But uh, there are a lot of concerns, you know, and it, I think was it 72 or 74, you'll know better than me, uh, the Munich Olympics, where you had a very major terrorist incident. I believe that was 72. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, these things are not new to the Olympics, but uh, but they certainly just seem to be a large number of them converging on this one. I think those are great points. And I think, you know, you said amplified. And I think now with the media coverage world that we have, mm-hmm. um, we've had war times of varying nature, uh, you know, throughout throughout the last century, mm-hmm. um, going back to World War One, and, yeah. you know, after the modern Olympics started. And, and, and so we've had it was and World War Two and postponed. Yeah, they didn't have yeah. them. And, and in the 38, I believe it was with the build up to World War Two, Nazi Germany, all the racial things that came out. And then so maybe know, we're just seeing there was more a of it now. lot of stuff in that one as yeah. well. So maybe that's one of the things it's, it's just an interesting kind of narrative to follow over the years how many times we've went through things and yet the Olympics still happens you mm-hmm. know if you if you look at the the world events you could could think these countries still want to get together and this this body the international olympic committee still wants to make this happen it's amazing with everything that we've had happen that we still have the olympics yeah Um, and a lot of a lot of countries when they host the olympics they they have points to prove brazil has a point to prove we're a major nation we you know one of the you know the emerging economies of the world and and here we are we've we've arrived it's kind of what they want to say you know, Russia, when they had the Sochi Olympics, they wanted to say, we're, we're back. We're, we're strong. We're powerful. We can put on a great show for you. That's right. Again, 38, Nazi Germany wanted to show off, you know, Nazi Germany. That was a, their showcase to the world. So, yeah, they're, they're there to make uh, – a lot of times people – host nations want to make these grand statements yes well and it's interesting too in, in trying to make that grand statement and put them put themselves out there as yes we're we're a power we're, we're doing well uh, i understand there's a there's a recession going on in, in oh Brazil, it's bad and there's and, a political crisis good. going on there's a lot of situations there you know they used to talk about them being one of the rising economies uh in the world you know the the terminology was brick uh, see that would be brazil russia india and china these emerging economies but uh, last few years for, for Brazil have been really hard. Yeah, and, you know, these cities, when they, they want to say, we've done all this, we, we've arrived, we're, we're strong, they put a lot into it. And then we've seen in some uh, cases, especially Beijing for, for 2008, a lot of the facilities that they built are now sitting there in disrepair yeah. and they're not being used. Yeah. And that was one of the interesting things I was was looking to learn a little bit more about uh, with Rio. And I understand that uh, they've built like 70 new hotels there in the area, you know, to prepare for, for visitors coming. Um, they've improved their waste management system, although, you know, we talk about the the water quality. Maybe that's in, in uh, response to that. A lot of companies I, I've read about are giving um, – kind of support in trying to to give some upgrades there one example ge uh, general electric has given uh, some technology to uh, offer some radiology imaging systems to the local hospitals you know just some things to try to really really get the the area up to up to speed and and less of a third world country and more of a you know 
modern power uh, mm-hmm. of, of sorts. And I understand that their plan is to use a lot of their facilities as public facilities afterward. But I think I remember hearing that with You've China as well. You've heard that before. And so we, we've and seen some of the pictures. it doesn't always happen, yes. Yeah, so, so I, don't, you know, I don't know where that will go uh, I this think time. It's been interesting to watch um, a lot of cities who talk about bidding for a future Olympic event end up going, um, no, it's not worth it. And they back out. And we've seen that. It seems to me that we're seeing that more and more. And I feel like with, with either this one or 2020, and it may have been 2020, which will, will be in Tokyo in four years, um, I, I think Rome had uh, a bid, and, and they backed out. They were mm. one of the, the most recent large cities to, to make a bid, make a run, be almost a finalist, and then and then pull out. And Of course, there could be any, any number of reasons that they do that. But I think seeing what has happened with – all the money that you can pump in and resources, and then really long-term, do you really get a return on that? And I just think that's interesting, and it'll be interesting to see in Rio with everything mm-hmm. they have oh, going on. Um, well, we talked about all the different things going around the Olympics. A couple of more things about kind of the athletes and uh, the teams that are going to be be preparing, particularly the Americans. Um with all the folks who aren't going to be there, uh, the thing that stands out to me with our 550 or so Team USA athletes, we have quite a few who this is like their fourth or fifth Olympics. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Michael Phelps as, as a swimmer, uh, Kerry Walsh Jennings as a, a beach volleyball player has been very well known from an Olympic standpoint. Now, her partner now, um, Misty May Trainer, uh, who was in, I think, four Olympics with her, has decided, okay, I've had enough now. I'm going to go start my family and 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 i'm done as an olympian yeah. but she's continuing carrie walsh jennings uh, serena and v- venus williams tennis players uh carly lloyd hope solo they've won a couple of golds for women's soccer for uh america and and they're going into uh, i think uh, their third straight Olympics, and um, they're they're seeking their third straight gold. Allison Felix, uh, she's going to her fourth Olympics. She's a track and field sprinter who's been around for for some time. And then Carmelo Anthony, a men's basketball player, is going to make his fourth uh, Olympic Games appearance, and he's going to be the first American male basketball player to do that. Wow! So we've got some folks, as many athletes who aren't going to be there. We've got some really experienced athletes on the American uh, side that uh, it'll be fun to watch and see if they can make further history. I mean. Michael Phelps has set about as many uh, Olympic records, not just in the pool, that you can possibly set. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you win? Eight golds, I think, in Beijing, which is the most in a single Olympics, uh, I think, for, for an athlete. Um, he, he's he's Any of the events he's been in, I think he's got 22 medals total. I mean, that's wow. just an astronomical number. That's amazing. And throughout my adult life, I, I've been watching Michael Phelps at the Olympics, yeah. I think, at least back to Athens um, in 2004. And so, you know, it just feels like every time we come around, here he's saying am i going to make this my last olympics and i I do really well he sets more records and and adds more to his medal count and then he's going to be done and then when the next olympics rolls around he's back to compete again and so i think there's a little bit there's still a little bit of a drive there for some Mm -hmm. athletes you know a lot of them want to take the summer off from whatever sport they're they're playing in and they don't have that drive maybe to compete for for their country and to represent them for uh, on a global stage but some of them i think still have that drive even if it's just i i want to be a more decorated athlete um but but one of the other things that's really interesting for the the athletes this time for me and and i just learned about the other day there's a refugee team this year i understand with with all the um 
person movement around the world. Um, I understand, and maybe it was the International Olympic Committee who kind of got got it rolling and, and started it as a as an initiative. But there's going to be a refugee team, and there's a certain number of, of folks who maybe aren't identifying with a, a very specific country, um, and in place of a national uh, flag or a national uh, song that they would play during opening ceremonies or on the medal stand or something like that, they're going to play the Olympic theme, and they're oh. going to they're going to give them that to, to play as a point of pride. So, yeah. be curious to see how that goes and yeah. and um that'll be interesting interaction uh between them and certain nations uh, around the world so. yeah i could see how that could get interesting yeah yeah um a couple other things we want to touch on this week we want to talk a little bit about gardner web sports yeah yeah, we've got um, you know talking about travel. That's a good good segue. Our yeah. men's basketball team is in the Dominican Republic right now, and um, they are doing kind of what we mentioned last week on the Big Sports Fan a mission trip, a, uh, a basketball tour where they're playing some national teams down there. Uh, they won their first game the other day, I think maybe against the Dominican team. But um, GWSports.com, which we always always want to remind folks is a good way to keep up with Gardner Web Sports. Uh, they are doing a, a daily journal uh, with two men's basketball players, Jamal Robito and Tyrell Nelson and they're kind of alternating one of those guys each day is in his own words kind of describing what they do and uh, where they've been and what it was like to play against the team that they played and some of their uh, missions outreach and I think one of their their plans here in the last couple of days was was to uh, provide uh, some food to um, you know underserved communities there. One interesting note that I saw in uh, the GWSports.com coverage of that trip, though, was that the basketball team got down there, and I think the first day that they were were in the Dominican, uh, they ran into uh, a mission team from Bethel Baptist Church <laughs> in Shelby, North Carolina, just a few miles you know, away from that campus. Always happens. Yeah. Need to, I mean, we live in you know we live in a uh, Cleveland County, rural county here in North Carolina. But wherever you go, you find somebody you know yeah. from from back home. It's always. a small world. Yeah. I, mean, I know we say that cliche all the time when we run into people, or you realize you know somebody that that your friend knows, and there's there's a, a connection there. But yeah, I just thought that was so That's interesting, neat. and so I think that group uh, from from the Baptist Church went over to the game, and they they uh, supported them during the game. And yeah. Great to have a little bit of a home crowd yeah, there exactly. on the road. I mean, yeah. the farther you get from home, the harder that is to do and then uh, i think they fellowshiped afterwards so that's just just a great opportunity so if folks want to follow along with that that journal or or that blog, they can uh, go to gwsports.com and, th- and they can find it there. They can. They can. You can go to uh, the basketball page. You, okay. you can click on sports and go to basketball and you'll see it. But it's also going to be continuously kind of flowing into the main stories on gotcha. the page. So gotcha. it'd be really easy to find. So, um, so, so yeah, that's been that's been nice to follow and they'll be there, be there a couple more days. And then uh, kind of to wrap things up, uh, you know, we're approaching football season. Uh, media day for the Big South Conference was this week and um, had a chance to catch up with a couple guys from Sports Information who, who went and um yeah um uh, they really are at the last two years at, at media day have have not had a, a high uh, vote total for where they're going to finish in the conference yeah, the preseason sort of poll yeah, yeah. And the preseason poll um and, and so those guys may be a little bit of motivation to uh, to try to uh, prove those prove those voters do better, wrong, go right? out there and do better than that yeah um, I think they were picked uh, picked fifth out of six teams uh, by the coaches and media in the in the early season poll now that's better than being picked six that's exactly right that's exactly <laughs> right they they do have twenty one starters coming back this year um, and so there is some experience there on yeah. both sides of the ball. Yeah. Um, and they're playing I, what I would say is a, is a pretty competitive schedule, um, non-conference-wise and conference-wise. And uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see. We've, we've got a couple of all 
all Big South uh, preseason athletes on the team too. So we've got some good experience coming back. Um, and uh, that that season, it's hard. as close as we are to football season. I think our first game is the first Saturday in September. So you know, sometimes college football will kick off uh, in August. In August, but um, not not this season. And I and there may be a couple of games there, but for us, and it's actually a couple of weeks into the season before we have our home opener. I want to say it's uh, maybe the third Saturday in September. So it'll be a little time before folks here in Bowling Springs can kind of see the team on the field in, in action against get somebody else. Um, usually during, I, I think if they, if they still do uh, during uh, orientation weekend, there oftentimes will be a scrimmage where you can kind of go out and families who are here yeah. see see the team and, and, and watch them kind of bump pads against each other and, and everything. But it'll be a little bit of time before we can see, see that competition. But uh, we're getting close. All right. Well, that's it for this week's. Uh, big sports fan, Matthew Tessner, the big sports fan. He's, uh, again, here pretty much every week, and we'll run down what's going on in the sports world. Good way to uh, keep up with things, and particularly, you know, uh, sports fans out there, they have their their sport a lot of times, but we're gonna, we take a look at so many different sports, and um, maybe, you know, you can dip your toes into some of these other things and stay, stay current and up-to-date. Looking forward to the Olympics, looking forward to uh, talking more about that as, uh, as it unfolds. If you want to reach Matthew or have comments or questions about the Big Sports Fan, just email us here at the station. We'll pass it along. Info, I-N-F-O, info at WGWG.org. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening.